Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast. Hello and welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things Super Show. The top story is the SRG Universe's newest Kickstarter campaign, the Super Show of the Game Time Warp, has launched. It launched at 12 noon today, February 27th, that's Eastern Time. Prior to this, there were some stretch goals that were unlocked. A couple of those I talked about before. The Long Balls Larry Competitor Set unlocked. The Single Card Lead Grapple Number 2 Flying Diving Corner Steel Chair Leg Salt unlocked. All of those were unlocked based on the number of people who clicked the link to be notified at launch. There were two goals set after last week's show. The first was to get to 222 people notified at launch. We hit that goal, so the next card unlocked was a lead strike number four, not today, Joka. If the crowd meter is one or greater, stop any follow-up grapple. Shuffle one card with table in the name from your discard pile into your deck. That was unlocked. There was a goal set if the number of people who clicked to be notified at pre-launch, or at launch rather, the next pre-launch goal, if that number hit 253, it did not get there. So that card did not unlock. The Kickstarter went live at noon. As I said, there was a... Let me correct myself. I suspected there would be a two-minute funding goal. There was, unfortunately, that goal was not hit. The campaign needed to get $25,000 in two minutes. That didn't happen. It took about 18 minutes to hit the goal of $25,000. That did unlock a goal. Let me go through some of the funding goals, stretch goals right now that are listed on the campaign site. Kickstarter.com, you can search Time Warp, one word, and it will bring up this campaign. Let me go through the stretch goals that are currently available, then I'll go through what's in the tiers. So, the current stretch goals, as of right now, revolve around funding and revolve around community participation. The initial $25,000 funding goal has been hit. The next funding goal at 30000 has also been hit. Per the tier, the stretch goals, and there's a chart on the campaign page, the stretch goals chart at 25000 the funding goal travel back in time. I don't know what the fully funded goal is. That has not been announced. The 30000 goal is described as travel to the 8-bit universe. The SRG boss did announce what that means. For hitting $30,000, the competitor set Rock Newman 8-bit art will be added to the pledge tier rewards. 
Now, this competitor set is going to be different than the Rock Newman set that we received as part of the Super Show the Comic campaign. In that set, you had the Rock Newman card, and he came with Rock Newman Big Shot Finishes. With this set, it's going to be the Rock Newman 8-bit competitor card, and it's going to be 8-bit art versions of Newman's Henchman Finishes. So for the first time, we will get Newman's Henchman Tornado Tag Team Finishers in the game. The competitor set has been made twice, once many years ago, once as part of the previous comic book campaign. For the first time, we will get Newman's Henchman finish cards, a full lineup with this Rock Newman because we've hit the goal. Now I'm going to go through the rest of the funding goals list. I don't know what they mean. Nothing's been defined yet. 35000 is the next level. It simply says travel to the Chibi universe. I assume that means we're going to get a Chibi art card. 40000 Visitors from the future arrive with a warning. I suspect, because it says visitors from the future, this could be that tornado tag team I speculated about. The time travelers extraordinaire. That tag team could get unlocked to this goal. I don't know that, but I suspect that. 45,000, a visitor from the Ikuzo universe. So a new Ikuzo competitor set unlocked is what that sounds like. 50,000, a visitor from the Chibi universe. So another Altart Chibi art competitor set coming out. 53,000, visitor arrives from the 8-bit universe. So another Altart 8-bit card. 56,000, visitor from the Ionverse. I don't know anything about the Ionverse. 59,000, another Visitor from the Ironverse. Don't know anything about that either. We'll have to see if we hit those numbers. 62,000. An evil villain arrives. 65,000. The Ultra Cosmic Crusaders attack. And at 70,000, the power of the intergalactic title is harnessed. I don't know if we'll make those goals. The last time there was a Super Show the Game campaign. So I'm taking out the comic book. The funding, the total funding in that campaign was over 54,000. The number of backers was 369, I believe. Now, for the community stretch goals, I'll go into that next. Here's what the stretch goals are listed on the campaign page. Incoming transmission, 300 unique Kickstarter comments. We can do that 100%. Hit warp speed, funded in two minutes. We failed to do that. Funded in 48 hours, fast forward time. We hit that goal. It's already funded. It hasn't even been five hours at the time I'm recording this. Shout to the heavens, 300 social media shares. That is sharing from the SRG Universe Facebook page. Sharing that link. That should be pinned to the SRG Universe Facebook page. Let me check that right now. I'm not seeing a pinned comment. There is one there from four hours ago. I'm not sure if that is the one we need to share for the community goal. I'm actually going to go ahead and write a comment about that right now. Just type in, is this what we share 
for the community goal. And we'll see if that gets updated. But for this community stretch goal, that's traditionally where you get it from. The last one, build an army, 400 backers. This would be a backer record, like I said. The last Super Show the Game Kickstarter campaign did not reach 370. So this is asking a little more than 10% of what we had the last time the game had a Kickstarter campaign. We'll see if we can do it. Now, let's talk about backing. Let's talk about the campaign tiers in the Super Show the Game Time Warp campaign. There are basically four tiers. Not quite. I'll go into it a little bit further, but basically four tiers. The first two tiers are unlimited tiers. There are essentially two types of tiers in the Kickstarter campaign. There are limited tiers. Only so many people can back at that tier. And then there are unlimited tiers. Basically, there's no limit to how many people can back at the unlimited tier. So let's start going through the tiers. The first unlimited tier, $30 tier, you must pledge at least $30 to hit this tier. It's the Super Show the Game two-player box set. It's going to come with the Time Warp box set. It's going to come with the Kickstarter exclusive competitor, the donation. All the unlocked stretch goals, including the pre-launch stretch goals. So the Long Balls Larry competitor set and the two unlocked launch goals. I talked about the lead grapple and the lead strike that I mentioned earlier. Those are going to be included. The Time Warp box set, Let's, since we just mentioned that, let's talk about that real quickly. There are four competitors featured in the Time Warp box set. Those are Dr. Dick Thunderlips, MD, the Medieval Prankster. Those are the two main competitors. There is also going to be the Man from Tomorrow and the Next Supreme. Dr. Dick Thunderlips MD looks like a variation of the competitor Dick Thunderlips. The Medieval Prankster is Chadwick Gropatorius Van Peendragon. This appears to be an alternate version of Gropar the Great and Powerful. The Man from Tomorrow appears to be an alternate variation of Mike Riot. And from what I understand, the Next Supreme appears to be a variation of one of the competitors on Boss and Sage Babies. The one that's not Aerolipsic. This is the first time we're seeing the other competitor besides Aerolipsic that's featured on Boss and Sage Babies come into the game, the Next Supreme. And then there are two decks, their spectacle, entrance, the dice you need to play the game, all that is included in that box set. There's an image of the box posted on the campaign page. You can read the titles of the cards in there for the most part on that picture. I'm not going to go through it in detail and try to read them off here, but if you're curious, you can check that out. There's also a picture featuring the art and the text, but from the past, you cannot really blow that picture up to get more detail. 
I haven't tried it myself yet. I've tried it in years past, copying the photo and zooming in. I, you couldn't read that in the past. I'm assuming you can't read it now, but you're welcome to try. The next tier, this is the second and final unlimited tier. Two-player box set plus one-player faction pack. This includes everything I mentioned in the previous tier, plus the one-player faction pack, Ultra Cosmic Crusaders, a new Kickstarter-exclusive competitor, the Perfect Assistant, that was not in the previous tier. And then that's it. The Perfect Assistant is an alternate version of Mysterious, if you're familiar with that competitor in the game. The Ultra Cosmic Crusaders features competitors that were part of the Cosmic Crusaders at one point, per the story, split off on their own. You can read much better what the names of the cards are in the box pictured on the Kickstarter campaign page. The competitors in this set are Pluto, Uranus, Cronus, a Tornado Tag Team featuring Pluto and Uranus, and then a trio featuring all three competitors. That is what's available to you in that tier. The pledge required to unlock this tier to get this tier is $90. So $30 for the first unlimited tier, $90 for the top unlimited tier, the second unlimited tier. The remainder of these tiers are all limited. They only have so many spots available. When those spots sell out, they're gone. I'll start talking about the create an alt art card and above rewards tier. These are $220 pledge tiers, which pledged that much to get them. They include everything in the highest unlimited tier, plus, they include a special exclusive trio competitor set. The Apex. I believe it's a competitor set. It just says competitor. I'm assuming it's a full set. There's no detail on the trio. I don't know who it's based on. I don't know anything about the Apex. Just it's called the Apex. And you get to create an alternate art card. You will choose a card. If you pledge this tier, you'll be given the option to choose a card number 1 through 27. And your choice will be made on a first-come, first-served basis. So if you're the first person to back at this uh, pledge, then you get may choose your 1 through 27 first. If you're the fifth, four people choose ahead of you, so on and so forth. You choose a card that's already in the game. They say, I want to have that card made. And you get to describe to the artists what the art is you want to see in that card, what two competitors you'd like to see you know, in combat on that card. That's how that tier works. There were two versions of this Altart card pledged here. In the first version, you can have Michael DeNoya do the art. In the second version, Val Terosa will do the art. Both of these versions are limited to 27 backers. The Michael DeNoya version has six spots remaining at the time I record this. The Val Terosa version has 17 spots left. 
So if you're interested in having Michael Denoya do your art, there's only six numbers you could possibly pick from. You'll be toward the bottom. If you decide to go with the Valterosa version as of right now, you'll have about half the numbers available. There are 10 spots remaining because you'll be able to pick 1 through 27. And I'm assuming that the way this is designed, there will be a future alt art deck for each tier released where people can buy these alt art decks that are being created as part of the Kickstarter. Beyond that, we then have create a Super Show competitor tiers. These were released in waves of six. When the first wave was finished, the next wave would come out. These tiers included everything that was in the highest unlimited tier, plus that Apex trio I mentioned earlier. All that's included in this tier. The first tier was a $900 tier. The first wave, and I believe the second wave were $900 waves. The waves beyond that were $910 from what I can tell looking at this. As of right now, it appears that there are no more. Actually, let me take that back. There is one spot remaining in Wave 4 for creating your own Super Show competitor for a $900 pledge. You can get everything in the Unlimited tier, plus the Apex Trio, plus get your own competitor created in the game. I've heard that Elvis Nogrampa will be available to do the art for this as well as Michael Denoya and Valtrosa. I could be wrong on that, but if you're interested, that's out there. Those are the tiers. If you want to check out more detail what's listed, you can go to the Kickstarter page for the Time Warp and read all this yourself. In addition to what's listed, of course, every stretch goal that gets unlocked will be added to your pledge. I have also seen that the Apex Trio will be available for sale at the end of the Kickstarter campaign. So, if you want to just pledge the $90 tier, and then if you wanted to add on the Apex Trio at the end of the Kickstarter campaign, from what I understand, you'll be able to do so. I don't know if that option will be there for people pledging at the $30, perhaps, but... Steve has posted something to that effect, that the Apex Trio will be available to add to your Kickstarter pledge so you don't necessarily have to get the Create an All Art card or Create a Competitor tier to get that trio. You can add it to your pledge after the campaign wraps. Again, that's not on this Kickstarter campaign. I'm just getting that from Facebook posts I've seen when this issue came up a couple days ago when they released this because they did publish the tiers a few days before the campaign went live. That's it. That's it for the campaign. If you are interested in pledging the campaign, it's the SRG Universe, Super Show the Game, the Time Warp campaign. As of right now, there are, at the time I'm recording this, Sunday afternoon, with 27 days left to go in the campaign, 180 backers who have pledged $34,630, just a few hundred dollars away from unlocking the next funding goal. 
that's going to do it for the Kickstarter. Next big story, let's talk about TantrumCon. TantrumCon was this weekend in Charlotte, North Carolina. I don't have a lot of news coming out of TantrumCon this weekend. There was a big championship match. The Deep South Championship was defended. The champion coming in on a Saturday for this match. Practice site, the champion with practice site, so using his own competitor. He took on the challenger. Rowdy Ron, Rowdy Ron was using the Ikuso version of LED. They faced off in a standard match, so disqualifications were in play. Countouts were in play. The match went to crowd meeting one. The winner and still champion practice site. Congratulations to him. Couple other things from Tantrum Con. Some new competitors released. Wrench Monkey, a new version of the Tornado Tag Team, Ariel and Scruffy released. They announced King Bjorn as a new release. From what I heard, he was also available at Captain Con, so it may not necessarily be a new release, but relatively new King Bjorn came out. There was also an announcement from Griff. He talked about making a big announcement on Talk of the Universe this past week. I'm not sure if this is it. This is what he meant. But he announced a partnership between SRG Universe and Sprites Entertainment, I believe is the name of the company. They produce a game called Sprites. They showed a little bit of it on Facebook. And they will have some people doing live demos at future conventions. I remember Griff would be doing them. Matt Custodian may be doing them. You can also go to a website called Tabletopia and demo the game there. So if you're interested in checking out this Sprites game that SRG Universe is partnering with that company to put out, you can do so. That's going to be it for TantrumCon. If there's anything that I missed, I apologize, but that to me was the main stories, the big stories coming out of TantrumCon. And since I brought up the championship match at TantrumCon, there were a couple other championship matches from this week. Let me touch on those briefly. We had the Deep South Tag Team Championship defended. The champions, Shane Strickland and Kirk Polka. I believe I heard they were calling themselves the Sharpshooters. I don't have that confirmed, but Shane Strickland and Kirk Polka took on the team of Trash and Cash. That's the Mad Custodian and Young Allergy. Shane Strickland was using Deputy Dango. Kirk Polka was using Officer Breezes. Mad Custodian was using the original version of Colt Cabana. Young Alger was using Jay White. This match, I believe, went to Crowd Meter 1. And the winners and new champions are Trash and Cash. Congratulations to them. We had another tag team championship this week. The Tri-State Tag Team Championship. The... Champions, Death by Thick Boys, took on Humongously Sweet. Death by Thick Boys, a team of Swaggy D, playing as Swaggy D, and JT Dunn, playing as JT Dunn, took on the Challengers, Big Match Pete, playing as Kenta, and Candyman, playing as Big Bad Bobby D. From what I could tell, this match went to Crowd Meter 6. It could have been 5, I wasn't 100% on that, but the match went deep into the Crowd Meter, and the winners and new champions, humongously sweet. Congratulations to them for their victory. 
those were all the regional championships we had from this past week. We had one LFF championship, the Triad Championship, Wednesday night after Talk of Universe. The Nightmare King, Michael Nichols, playing as the original Brian Cage, was challenged by Big Match Pete, playing as the original version of Colt Cabana, and the collector Sean Loeb, playing as Ellis Taylor. This match was at crowd meter zero. It was a very quick match, dominated by the Nightmare King, who wins and retains. He becomes the only LFF triad champion outside of Candyman Dan to retain once, to actually have a successful defense. Every other triad champion has lost, never defended, only Candyman Dan and now the Nightmare King can say that they have successfully defended the Triad Championship. Congratulations to him. That's it for the championship news, but let's stick on the theme of competition. We had the winner in the fourth match of the first round of the 2021 Creator Competitor competition announced. The competitors in this match were Teru the Shogun, created by Jeff Phillips. Moonstar, created by Stephen Overlock. Woody Lane's Creator Unknown. And Jack of All Trades, Master of Fun, created by Jack Mahon. The winner, Moonstar. Congratulations to Moonstar. Moonstar will join JAC, Time Bomb Tim, and Fotista in round two. When round two kicks off. Now, the participants, the combatants in match five have not been announced yet. Presumably they will be announced on the next episode of Talk of the Universe next Wednesday. This adds another week to round one. Round one, which I had predicted would run 14 weeks. Now looks like it's going to run minimum 16 weeks. Because there have been now two weeks added to the first round. Before we get into the uh, tournaments, online tournaments from this week, there are a couple of odds and ends I want to touch on. There have been a number of cards, 1 through 27, moved to an out-of-print section. They will only be listed for available for sale on the website between now and March 31st. If you want to check out the list, there's a special section on supershowthegame.com under the shop section for those out-of-print cards. I encourage you to check those out in case you need any of those. Also, there's a President's Day sale running until February 28th. So if you happen to hear this Monday, you can use a special code to get a discount on those out-of-print cards or any other cards you might want to check out, including the new cards that came out. They are on the website that were at TantrumCon, WrenchMonkey, Scruffy, and Ariel. All of that was part of that sale. The promo code that you have to put in at checkout on Supershowthegame.com is President's Day. There's no space between the word Presidents and the words Day. There are no apostrophe. It's simply capital P, Residence, capital D, A-Y. Again, that code will be good through the 28th of February if you want to use that to get discounts on items on the website. 
They've also announced going forward when Altart cards or competitors are made that people who make them will receive five copies instead of three. They will only be available for purchase for about a week on the website once they release, and then they will be gone. I know they have talked about, and I should have mentioned this with the out-of-print, that the out-of-print, once they go off sale, will still pop up in potential mystery boxes, payoff packs, things like that. Will they do the same thing with newer Altart products? I don't know. But we could see that happening. That's a thing they mentioned. That's going to do it for the out-of-print stuff. Upcoming conventions, they announced they're going to be at Southern Fried Gaming Expo in Atlanta, Georgia, July 15th through July 17th. Long Island Tabletop Gaming Expo, April 9th. And, of course, Huntsville Comic and Pop Culture Expo, April 22nd through April 24th. If you want more details about that, I might give you some more as it gets closer, but all of those conventions have their own websites. Just search using the names I gave you, and that will come up. A couple of rules announcements. When Hans Mesmer's gimmick triggers, the choice must be made before the opponent plays a card, not after they play a card, to then rewind the turn. Go through it briefly in slightly more detail. Hans Mesmer's gimmick is when the Mesmer player rolls agility, they choose strike, grapple, or submission. The opponent cannot play those cards this turn. If Mesmer rolls agility, they choose strike. The opponent can't play strikes that turn. That choice must be made before the opponent plays a card. So Mesmer rolls agility. The strike player draws for winning the turn roll. Plays a strike. Mesmer cannot go, oh, you played a strike. Well, I'm choosing strike. You have to pick that up and play something else. That can't happen. The choice must be made before the Mesmer opponent plays a card. Cards like Universal Dropkick and other cards like that that are conditionally finishes for something like D3's Gimmick, where they have to have three cards in play to play a finish. Those are considered finishes if they would qualify to be finishes at any time during that turn. There is no sort of, it's not a finish at this time, but it becomes a finish at this time. We're just going to be treating it in the game as it is always a finish if it qualifies to be a finish during that turn. That's it for the rule stuff. Now let's talk about the online tournaments from this past week. We'll start with the Proving Ground Monday night. The Dread Pirate is still out of commission right now, dealing with the newest pirate to join his, uh, his crew. So, the Italian Mambata and Rhaegar, the Dragon God, are hosting a President's Day Proving Ground. The Horse and Dragon President's Day Bash is what they're calling it. After the initial rounds, there was a cut to a top four. In the semifinal round, the stipulation was a special guest referee of Mambada. This stipulation actually didn't come into effect because there was one player in each semifinal match that had a GM's favor, and they used that favor to convert it to a standard singles match. The finals here was a submission match. The top four end up being in fourth place, 
playing as Eva Firecat, the cannoli. In third place, playing as Ricochet, Chris Pate. In second place, playing as Haley Stevens, Tim Riley, the winner. Playing as Hold the Line Harry, Hold the Line Harry himself. Congratulations to Hold the Line Harry for that victory. Thursday, we have Chibi's Thursday Night Fights. This, like all the other Thursday Night Fights tournament, had group stages, and then there was a top cut. There were 20 players in this tournament, five groups of four, which actually was an error. It was intended to be four groups of five. They did their best to make that work. So we ended up having a cut to a top 10. And I'm not sure if either two players played in or if there were two triple threat matches. But I can tell you that all of the matches in the quarterfinal round were tables matches. All of the matches in the semifinal round were steel chain the finals match and the third place match were ladder matches. Top four in fourth place, playing as Brewmeister, the Grump, Danny Thunder. Third place, playing as Big Bad Bobby D, Chris Pate. The finalists were Eddie Fury as Eddie Fury and Big Match Pete as Jay White. The winner, Big Match Pete. With Jay White. Congratulations to him for his victory on Thursday. Friday night, there was a pop up event hosted by the Cheetah. There were six players in the pop up event, one group, so they all played off round robin style. Each player in the group played each other. Top two made it to the finals. You had one, four, and one. Two three and twos, but because one of the three and twos had defeated the other, that was the tiebreaker, meaning that Lucky Cat Nico playing as Master Dosmodius and the other Steve playing as Razzle Dazzle squared off in the finals with Bobby Ohio playing as Rainbow Girl, just missing out because he lost to the other Steve earlier in the group stage. They faced off in the finals, Lucky Cat Nico versus the other Steve. And the other Steve wins the pop-up event from Friday. It was very close to being a triple threat. However, Matt Barone beat Monkey Wrench at the last minutes in the group stage to prevent a triple threat. Lucky Cat Nico, another Steve go on, and the other Steve wins. Congratulations to him. That's going to do it for all of the events from this week. Now, before I end the show, there are a couple of late-breaking things. First off, I had that question if the announcement from Griff Briggs, the chief operating officer of SRG Universe at TantrumCon, if that announcement was the big announcement he was referring to on the last episode of Talk of the Universe. It was. The big announcement is SRG Universe is partnering up with Sprite's Entertainment to produce their game, Sprite. They're going to be the publisher for Sprite, 
And apparently this is a move SRG Universe is making to be a games publisher to publish games with other companies to have more of those kind of partnerships. This is a direction SRG Universe is looking at and committed to taking with other companies to lean more into the game publishing side of the business. The other bit of news, the Midwest Coast Championship tonight, 8 p.m., streamed on the SRG Universe Twitch channel. The challenger, Dizzy Derailed, the champion, Four Leaf Flynn, Four Leaf Flynn playing as himself, Dizzy Derailed playing as the villain, Marty Skrull. Very short match. It went to crowd meter two. The winner, Dizzy Derailed. Dizzy Derailed is the new Midwest Coast champion. Congratulations to her for her victory. Forley Flynn hit the first two finishes in that match. Very quick, actually, with the first finish he hit. He won the first three turns. Lead, follow up, finish, rolled a nine. Dizzy able to kick out. Second finish he threw, also a nine. She kicks out. Third finish, hits an 11. Forley Flynn still can kick out because of the Midwest Coast Championship, but he does not. Dizzy derailed, new champion. Congratulations to her. That is all the news I have for this week's episode of the Outlaw Mudcast. I am still trying to get a media pass for Origins, so if you would, please follow the show's Twitter account at Outlaw Mudcast on Twitter. Help me get the metrics up so I can show them that we're worthy of getting a media pass for the convention. With that being said, that is it for this week's episode of the Outlaw Mudcast. I'd like to thank all of you for listening, and good day.